Hello there, film friends, movie maniacs, and cinema sickos. This is More Movies Weekly, number 43. I myself am sitting pretty on 43. This is the podcast where we like to talk about films, cinema, movies, all that sort of stuff. My name is Greg Fisher. His name is David Roberts. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. So West Side Story, it's a classic. 1961, they made a movie of it, um, an adaptation of the uh, stage musical. Uh, It's been a classic ever since. People still love it today. It's never really aged in that sense as being a classic. But uh, good old Steven Spielberg's come along and remade it. Much to the chagrin of some people, I might add, uh, I've seen a lot of reaction online over the last few months, even before it was released, saying, what's the point? Why remake it? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever. Whatever. We were excited to see it. We reacted to the trailer for it um, when that came out, and we were very excited by that. Um, But then we had to wait some time. We didn't get a chance to see it in the theatre before Christmas when it came out. so we actually seen it and home viewing in the end. Uh, but I just sat really close to the tally, so it felt like I was in <laughs> <laughs> Um And yeah, there we go. It's been remade. We've seen it now. And where shall we start, David? Well, we'll probably start as well. We just mentioned it, uh, it came out before Christmas and, you know, it was the, uh, it came out at an interesting time because the, the uh, cinemas were quite busy with things like Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> And so it really actually ended up being a box office bomb. Um, it only mm. took $74 million against a $100 million budget. So mm. It's a flop. It's a Spielberg flop. I'm suffering. We're suffering. Cancel my day. It is rare for the man to have a flop. That's it. Um, Especially with something like this that adds so much attention and is so universally popular as a kind of a, a thing in itself, as a property. Um, and for a film that is like, so widely nominated as well. It's been uh, at the time it was nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. It's been nominated in the, uh, the BAFTAs and the Golden Globes and all these other awards. I think it's actually it, won some by now as well. It has indeed. I know Ariana um, DeBose has uh, won a couple of awards for her performance. Yep, she won the SAG for Female Actor in a Supporting Role. Um, actually the first Afro-Latina and openly queer woman to win that uh, particular award which is mm-hmm. uh, really big um, she's won like the Golden Globe as well and the BAFTA um, all for supporting actress and a f- few of the other ones so it's picked up big nominations in that area uh, yeah and of course it's still up for the Oscars which is which is imminent as well yeah well um, anyone so who's anyone who's familiar with the West Side story will kind of already know it you know it's, it's not like they've changed much here they haven't even like modernised it which is probably a good thing, you know. And when I say modernized, I mean, you know, put it in a contemporary setting. So it's like modern day New York and that. They've actually took it back and it's based in the 50s, which is when the uh, original um, stage musical was was brought together and, and released. Um, there's that side of it that, you know, kind of adds to that argument of um, why remake it. Why not? They did move some stuff around, though. Um, you know, the song order more closely matched the original stage uh, version. Um, mm. You know, all the versions have changed. Even the, even the stage versions, to be honest, reading up, each time they did it, it changed 
the order of certain things and moved things around. So it's always been moving. But this probably has most closely matched the original theatre production. I imagine, even though I'm not too sure, but I imagine that's kind of a common thing with some musicals that uh, different directors uh, just choose to move things around a little to better suit their own vision and production. So, you know, no surprise there in that sense. But um, what I mean is that, you know, Spielberg hasn't chosen to um, completely change everything about it. It's stayed quite faithful in some senses. Um, Obviously, the setting being one of them. Um, But what I'm getting at is most people will know the story. It's the old Romeo and Juliet story. Uh, whether they're familiar with it through the stage performance or as with like ourselves and most people uh, just through the 1961 film, the classic, um, you know, they know what's going to happen. There's nothing we could say here really that's going to spoil that side of it um, for those that haven't (laughs) seen it yet. Um, So we've got Ansel Elgert as Tony and Rachel Zegler as Maria. Um, So they're the two star-crossed lovers from different side of the tracks that end up falling for one another and it's a forbidden love, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. You know, add in some songs, add in some dance, add in some fantastic cinematography and we've got ourselves a Steven Spielberg film. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty. What did you think of this particular version, Dave? Um, I... Really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it looked. I loved the visual style he's he went for. It was almost like a hyper realism. Um, he'd gone for um, really high contrast saturation. Um, everything had this tone to it, um, which I thought just looked stunning um and and really suited the, the genre it, you know it was like if you're gonna like do this kind of retro musical it kind of made sense um it it, it to be honest gave me a little bit of the vibes of something like Greece uh in the way kind of overdoing the retro in a way um but but it, it to me it looked great for that and it really really worked I love the fact that it was kept pretty much the same but every now and then, you say there was tweaks and things were moved around and characters merged and new characters forged off and stuff, um, which, which was really fun. Um, I thought the cast was brilliant. Um, I thought they, they did a great job of the casting. Everyone was fantastic and everyone's vocals were were, were sublime. And so, yeah, I I really had fun watching it. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so how do you think it measures up to the original, um, even though some people probably consider it a bit of a useless exercise to compare and contrast? We yeah. do not. It's an interesting one because the, obviously the original is is an absolute classic. It is a masterpiece and it... it it, in some ways, it's it's fair to compare. They are the same thing, and in some ways, it's kind of not. Um, I, I don't think anything is ever going to overtake the original, and having that expectation is a bit maybe foolish, although people will. Um, but I thought, interestingly, some things this film did better than the original, um, and some things it really doesn't. And uh, I think that would be the same for everyone. Um, and that's just a, a, a matter of taste. 
um, certain things you'll go, oh, that was really cool. That wasn't like that in the original, but then other things you'll go, oh, why did they change that? You know, and it, it's it's always going to be that way, I think. So, yeah, it's kind of in the middle. A bit of both. <laughs> what did you think? I actually, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to. I'll get that out of the way and say it straight away. Um, it was excellent for all the reasons you've just said. I totally agree with you. And especially when you said the things it did different, it, it did really well. There were one or two scenes in there that just don't appear in the original film, whether they did in the musical or not, or different versions of the musical, I can't say. But uh, I'm thinking in particular that scene, for example, where Tony wants to take the gun off Riff. And they have that whole uh, boy, boy, crazy. And they oh, do yeah. it in that, um, it's, I suppose, it's like a shell of an old building that's falling apart down there on the, uh, you know, on the waterfront, like the Docklands. And I thought that was excellent scene, really, really cool. Um, I think the problem I had straight away, uh, the intro to the original film once you get past the overture that it does at the start, you know, and it's basically zooming in on Manhattan. And then when we get into the, the neighborhood, you've got this whole thing between um, Bernardo, uh, the leader of the Sharks, played by George Chakiris there, and, you know, the Jets. And there's this kind of a cat and mouse thing going on throughout the neighborhood. And that's interspersed with dance as well as the, the music. And it very much sells that idea of Jets and Sharks. And the intro to the Spielberg film didn't do that for me. It, it was not that I wanted it to be the same because then it would just be a remake of the 1961 film. Yeah. And of course you don't want that. But I felt like they were holding back on certain elements of it. And, f and one of the main things there was the dance. So um, in the original film, there's this incorporation of that dance is a very much a part of the film. Whereas in the new film, I felt, especially for that first five or 10 minutes, they were almost holding themselves back from doing that uh, for the sake of not, emulating the first movie the original movie and it's almost like we'll put a little spin here or a little you know high kick here and there just to just to show that yeah you know it's a little tribute to the original but we're going to do something different here it's more grounded in a realism and you know it's, it's after like five minutes you've had all these characters and then suddenly the police are in on them and you get this whole exposition about who they are and why they hate each other etc and it just felt like bang, that's it, that's that's it. You're straight in, and there we are. Whereas in the original film, it's there's a whole sequence that, you know, it, it, for me, I just find amazing, amazing dancing, and amazing um, use of the sets and how to get that message across about gang warfare, but doing it through dance and doing it through the music that I found missing immediately from the new version. So. Straight away, I, I thought, oh, you know, that kind of feeling of, oh, okay. It's one thing to do something differently and, and really do something different. You think, oh, wow, this is completely, you know, something else. But I felt like they were kind of trying to honor the legacy, but at the same time, brushing it under the carpet a little bit or under the rubble a little bit as well. So there was those sort of elements to it that I kind of was a bit disappointed with. And I also found it to be, 
some of it to be very Disney-fied. Um, if you know what I mean by that. Yeah. That um, I just found a little bit um, garish. For example, um, in the original film, the uh, I Like to Be in America um, song is all done on a rooftop between the boys and the girls, and there's kind of a back and two over it all. Works really well, really funny. In this one, it was we're moving through the streets. We're doing one of our famous Spielberg backward tracking oneers that you know, and people are just coming in with their lines. And I just thought it's entertaining. It's fine. It's it is good, but in my mind, comparing it to the original, it doesn't even come close. It's like there's just just not that rapport between them. For me personally, for me, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so <laughs> in think, a lots uh, of ways, there throughout it, I was kind of a little bit disappointed in that side of it. The, the American performance I really enjoyed in this one, although I love the original, I thought this one was a really nice, interesting way to take it. And I think the the thing I saw about it was, I think the original is very theatrical. Yeah, it's more like the stage play. Yeah, it's more to one place, like a lot of musicals of that time, and I like their musicals uh, and that style. But I guess to, this was more cinematic, um, and it was taking advantage of the opportunity of you can move around a bit. And I thought it worked quite well in that mm. scene. But I know what you mean about it being kind of Disney-fied because there's moments where it's a bit too glossy and it's a bit odd. Mm. Um, the scene I hated the most at the entire film was in the local dance uh, where they all get together. It's supposed to be the community bit called together. Yeah. When they first meet, um, when Tony and Maria first meet behind, behind the bleachers. The bleachers, yeah. That was the oddest scene. The look yeah. of it, the sound of it was just like hideous. I and don't the way know what was going I on. I thought the way she kissed him after she'd only clapped eyes on him two minutes before <laughs> and then she, she you know, uh, lunges in to kiss him. I thought it was kind of like, really? Would would you yeah. do that if you were just some young, innocent girl like this? Uh, seemed a bit out of character for Maria. She's supposed to be, in a sense, to, you know, Mary, Maria. She's the kind of pure one, the white dress. Yeah. She's uh, And that side of a character, I didn't I didn't buy that. I thought, hmm, there's, there's other ways to um, portray this kind of feeling of, of um, young love that's sort of bubbling up in them both without going that far, you know, I thought, hmm, it seems a bit rushed. It seems a bit unbelievable in that sense. I think also, like, in that, that's the, I also hate that scene because the sound mix uh, in the in the actual dance section um, from the band that's played on stage is horrendous. All right. Um, it, it's, I really didn't like it. It was really muddy, really messed. You can't hear it properly. Um, so I don't know what was going on there. It seemed very strange in such a good movie. Yeah, uh, with a good production behind it, that, that it would be so bad in that section. So I don't know what the, the thought process. But um, there's there's things that, you know, particular things I really loved. I thought the um, a boy like that I have loved duet between uh, Anita and Maria was the best thing in the film. The the vocal performances there were just absolutely special. Um, um and. I loved uh, Valentina, which was played by Rita Moreno, who originally played Doc. Now there's there's a uh, there's a connection to the um, the original film. Yeah, yeah. She didn't originally play Doc. She originally played Anita. Um, and, oh, sorry, yes, and, and she's, yeah, she's like an amalgamation of the Doc character. I think in this one, that's it. Um, 
she was brilliant though she was brilliant in this um I really enjoyed her performance as well. And there's the connection to the old film as well. You know, they brought in one of the old stars as a kind of legacy sort of tribute. And she was brilliant in it. She was very good, especially in that scene where Anita comes to to dox the uh, to the place and she gets basically accosted by all the yeah. jets. Quite a powerful scene. Really well done. That was and- the scene I was going to mention. It's so powerful, isn't it? And And moving and, mm. and realistic and kind of just something that the original couldn't really do at well, that time. Well, I think that, no, exactly. The threat was there in the original one, but they couldn't go as far as they did. Exactly. Like, as they can now in this one, which which which, which was great. It, it, you know, it, it showed that final nail in the coffin for the Jets, you know. They yeah. sunk that low and she says, suddenly you've become rapists. Yeah, and, and and then they start to leave, you know, one by one. That's it, it's over. I thought the ending was very good as well. It actually got me at the end. I thought it was a very clever way to do it. Um, the emotional punch was, with Chino ooh. out there looking for him. It was, it was, it was, it, it it delivered in that sense. Her running up the street with her brief uh, briefcase with her suitcase, uh, and him realizing she's still alive, and you know he's been shouting to Chino to kill him because. And then oof, the timing of it, it's, it is it was very cleverly uh, put together. It's on Disney Plus now for people to see. I, I don't know what the stats are there. Maybe it's had a hell of a lot of plays. And pe- uh, the reactions online seem to be generally quite positive to it. But for me, it's um, it, was, it was an enjoyable one. And I will return to it and watch it again. But Desert Island-wise, if... Somebody said, you know, pick one or the other to take with you. I'm, I'm keeping hold of the original. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, probably, hands down. I'd probably agree. I'd, I probably would take the original with me because it is a, it's a great film. But I think that the two, the two biggest strengths of this film over the original, I would say, um, are emotional impact and character performance, and they're the two things that Spielberg, for me, does best in all of his films. Yeah. He's, he is the best. At, pulling it out yeah so that's where it is better but the, the original is still so great I, I, yes i would pick that over in a desperate situation but i think there's some great merits in, in the new one take it boy, don't you well um there we go that's our thoughts on west side story after a long time um but there we go we've seen it now i will as i say i will watch it again um and I did enjoy it to a certain degree, but not as much as I thought I was going to. Okay, so in some movie news this week, how much does it cost us to save Matt Damon, Greg? Personally speaking, <laughs> not much. Matt Damon. Basically, people were just uh, asking how much it's basically cost. Um, Hollywood. Hollywood or filmmakers or whatever to to save Matt Damon repeatedly uh, throughout his acting career. Um, now, if if we just go by movie budgets, um, when you say save him, you mean like characters that he's played needs the characters needs he's literally playing. saving from danger. That's it. So we or think of things like uh, like uh, the, the Martian. Martian. I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Uh, that it. alone's got to cost a few quid. Well, that's it. I mean, if we just go from the movie budget itself, it's apparently about seven hundred twenty-nine million to uh, save Matt Damon. To save Matt Damon, and we're talking the films we're talking here: Courage Under Fire, 
Saving Private Ryan, Titan AE, uh, Siriana, Green Zone, Elysium, Interstellar, and The Martian. Um, they're the films we're talking about. Um, but uh, someone's done a little bit of research into this and uh, they've added up how much it costs based on the fictional costs within oh, brilliant. The, that's, the actual films. That's why I said about The Martian, just that alone's <laughs> got to cost billions. So uh, apparently that Mars mission in the, in the Martian costs $200 billion. It's uh, quite cheap, really, <laughs> considering <laughs> Um, so they've added up some different ones here um, Interstellar um, the spaceship's going to get him in that was $500 billion um, not worth it in that as well because he was a piece of shit <laughs> he was not at least in the Martian he was a nice guy and you want to save him but in Interstellar he was horrible wasn't he he was like a, uh, he turned on him didn't he I knew that if I just pressed that button then somebody would come and save me uh, Elysium, uh, 100 million for a space station security deployment. Um, That's a good film, man. Uh, Green Zone, um, US Army transport from the Middle East, is about $50,000. Cheap. Uh, that was a cheap fix. <laughs> Syriana, another 50000 Middle East private security return flight. Again, cheap. Very cheap. Um, Titan AE, uh, Earth evacuation spaceship, that's $200 billion. Now we're talking. Uh, now we're back, back in Martian <laughs> territory there. I haven't actually uh, seen that film, but we got Courage Under Fire. It's a Gulf War One. Uh, yeah, I remember it. Up to rescue. It's a uh, long 300, time ago. Three hundred thousand. Fairly cheap. I think all the ones that are sort of off-world, the ones that are costing the most money. That's it. So if if Matt da- Damon would only stay on planet Earth, <laughs> that's it. Stay he, here. He could fine. <laughs> he could save us a lot of money. You know. Uh, and in Save It Private Ryan, it's a World War II gear up search party. Uh, of course, Tom Hanks led. That's the most expensive part of it. Um, but $100,000. Uh, um, but I, I did a little bit of uh, kind of comparison on that. I thought, well, what, what's $100,000? That's World War II. Um, I looked up and did a bit of an inflation cost on that. I mean, today it's $1.6 million. So it's quite a lot of money. It's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah I mean obviously there's probably um, there might be more films um, sure but uh, his movie gross takings so far are 2.7 billion dollars at the box office um, so he's only recouped um, about 40% of the cheapest proposed trip to Mars um, so <laughs> He needs to do some more work, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon. Um, you know, so personally, yeah. I would just leave him there. Yeah, it's 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 a quite an expensive uh, operation you know, to he's go and got save some, him. He's got some potatoes. He can make some mash up there on Mars. He's all right. He's, he's had a good run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't complain. Matt Damon! And, you know, he was even asked about it on um, the, the morning programme in America. And yeah. uh, he was asked about this very thing, and he had quite a funny reaction to it. Finally, the march in $200 billion. Matt, this puts the cost of your rescues near $1 trillion. But I'm not there yet, right? No, no, you're okay. knocking on the door. <laughs> not- so in other big movie news this week, uh, we mentioned this a few episodes back, a few months back, here on the weekly show, we, were, we, we was, it was brought up about uh, Amazon proposing to buy uh, MGM 
Yeah. Um, the deal has now gone through. It's been approved by the European uh, Union and uh, other parties involved in terms of comp- you know competition laws and stuff like that. It's been approved. It's gone through. $8.5 billion. Um, wow. Is that enough to rescue Matt Damon? From it might might be enough moon. to pay for another forty percent of the <laughs> cheapest trip. <laughs> um, it's not quite as much as uh, Disney paid for Twentieth Century Fox um, in twenty nineteen. They paid seventy one point three billion. Mm, that's a considerable, considerable <laughs> amount more. It's a lot of money. What, what are you doing? Um, but I guess Fox has got a way bigger library. How much did Lucas sell? Um... Lucasfilm to Disney for is a four billion, something like that. Yeah, about four or five billion. And I that, mean, I that, guess with those I mean, that's good considering he's just got you know it's just what Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and a few other bits and bobs. But yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not, not like a, a huge catalog like MGM's got no. a whole legacy of cinema behind it. That well, that's it. And I think I think it's literally down on these things because you know these are being bought up by people who who are running streaming platforms. So uh, it's content; they're buying content. That's, well, that's what that's I was going to ask. How does this literally match. affect us as consumers? You know, um, how does that translate? Are we going to be seeing a lot more of this stuff uh, on Amazon's platform? Yeah. They've bought um, 4,000 films and about 17,000 episodes of television is included in uh, MGM's catalogue, yeah. roughly speaking. Um, and this obviously includes things like the James Bond and the Rocky franchises are probably the big tent poles of this. Okay. Um, there's no specific details yet uh, on what they're going to do with it, mm. but you could very well expect that this is primarily to put onto the Prime video platform. You know, we then take it a step further and are, are they going to develop spin-off series like we've talked about before with James Bond? Um, yeah. Are they, you know, going to use some of the properties they got here to create like all the others, you know, like Star Wars has done yeah. on Disney and stuff like that, you know. So it, it would not be surprising if they uh, take that approach. We've seen other big players and they're going to do it. So you could have but like Rocky's Gym. That's it. Rocky's Gem Reality TV on uh, Amazon, uh, as well as the Rocky uh, drama series and the late night uh, Rocky animated Adult Swim style cartoon. Um, <laughs> it's all possible. But um, yeah, I mean, there's loads of stuff in there. I mean, classic movies like um, 12 Angry Men, um, Silence of the Lambs, and Robocop. They're all MGM properties. Mm. Uh, and, you know, TV shows like Fargo and The Hands Made Tale, they're, uh, they're the kind of properties MGM that owned. So I, I would expect they'll appear on Prime uh, within the next 12, 18 months, I would reckon. Yeah, I suppose they'll want to get them up as soon as possible because as, once you've done the deal and, the yeah, uh, you know, everything's been signed and processed, you want it up on the platforms as, as soon as possible to, to start recouping some of that that money the only thing that could hold them back would be any existing contracts yeah and i got a contract that represents an investment of capital so big big investment from amazon in in the game really yeah massive massive investment so uh you know it's good for amazon prime customers as they do on amazon.com um some people consider it to be one of the most evil um (laughs) big companies there is out there with Bezos spending all this cash on um, shooting himself and William Shatner into space instead of uh, 
you know, doing something about world hunger or anything good like that. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Won't betide these people actually do anything philanthropic with their money, you know, instead of self-indulgent no. trips to Mars to save Matt Damon. They don't even save Matt Damon from they even from save Matt Damon. What a bastard. What an asshole. <laughs> you know, I always thought that uh, Matt Damon was like a Streisand, but... But yeah, certainly good, uh, you know, in terms of... Uh, having more con- content on Amazon because they've got to com- compete with Disney now who's got so much stuff and obviously Netflix is the uh, wild card in it all. You want to Netflix something? Yeah, interesting though, 8.5 billion. Not enough to save Matt Damon, but it's enough to save uh, MGM's properties and keep them under people's noses. What's the other option? You just get to, they have to start their own platform. And they probably haven't got enough of a back catalogue to compete with stuff like Netflix and Disney. Yeah, I mean, we've just seen this with Paramount have launched their own one and a couple of others. And it's, yeah, there's, they haven't got enough shit, basically. And it's then it's another service you've got to buy, which is... yeah. Sorry, guys. We're with Paramount Pictures shooting the new Hugh Grant film. That just leaves us with enough time to tell you about what else we've been up to on the internet this week. We have a review for Belfast on the channel that I've just uh, put up. Um, Kenneth Branagh's film um, about uh, based on his upbringing in the uh, Northern Irish capital there, Belfast. So if you want to see my review on the channel here, there's a link in the description below. Yeah, excellent review there, Greg. Uh, we've also got a reaction to The Phantom of the Open uh, trailer. It's a new film that's out now. We reacted to the trailer right here on the channel. Uh, link will be in the description down below. We also have a new article up on the website at moremovies.co.uk. This is our Oscars predictions article. Uh, obviously, it's the uh, Academy Awards ceremony um, this weekend. So if you want to see what myself and Dave predict is going to win then check out that article again link is in the description below and if you want to listen to us in audio only format uh, maybe you're going for a walk or you're cooking something up and you want to listen to us there you can check us out on all the major podcast platforms that's uh, apple Podcasts, spotify etc we'll have a link down in the description below with all the details and come and join us on social media and have some live chat with us. We are at More Movies For You across the board. Um, we also have a Discord server if you want to come and have a chat with us over there. All these links, again, are in the description below. And if you really like what we do here and you want to support us, you could buy us a coffee over at buymeacoffee.com or you could become a pledge over at patreon.com where we have a couple of different packages and really helps us to keep the channel going, keeps us talking about movies, keeps the whole More Movies empire ticking. Thank you very much to all our supporters thus far for your support we really do appreciate it thanks very much guys um and that's it yeah there we go dave there's number 43 all wrapped up in a nice little bow and put out there on the internet how do you feel fabulous 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 that's all that matters my friend oh it's fabulous Join us again for another More Movies weekly episode. Uh, And don't forget to subscribe to the channel here so you don't miss a trick when we're bringing out videos. We also have our More Movies Reacts videos that come out every week and our reviews here on the channel. If you're listening on our audio only, thanks very much for listening. Join us again next week. And until then, as we say, keep watching more movies. 
that's it for this video. Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. And remember to like, share and subscribe right here on YouTube. For more film reviews and articles, check out our website, moremovies.co.uk. And join us on social media, at moremovies4u. That's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all across the board, you know the score. If you enjoy what we do, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com or join us on one of our packages on Patreon. The links are in the description down below. And for more filmtastic content, click one of the buttons on screen now.